back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Enrique Alvarez-Clary, and we'll do this every weekday for you during your lunch hour. Happy uh, to be along with you. I was happy to see last night, by the way, and we're not going to go too far into this, but um, Danny Nee was actually at the uh, Clippers game watching Teron Liu and Cookie Belcher coach for the Clippers. A lot of people don't know the, that uh, Cookie Belcher is on the uh, the coaching staff there with the Clippers. Teron Liu's cousin. Did not Both know of them that. out of Mexico, Missouri did not know that until uh until I saw that picture yesterday. Yeah. That was great. This is good. Everybody get together. Old it, times. It's sad that you didn't quite to live through the Toronto Lou Cookie Belcher era. No, did you? no. Also, awesome. I didn't live through like any Nebraska. Like, you didn't really live Nebraska like, basketball. Okay, you ready? You, you ready for right? this? This is yeah. yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be awkward. This is gonna be an awkward little little situation right here. I growing up in Omaha, not really paying that much attention to basketball, college basketball, really at all. Mm. Did not, outside of Eric Strickland, like, pay attention to Nebraska bas- men's basketball, like, at all. Like, I would not. Like, I couldn't couldn't have told you until I started working here and talking with people who knew Nebraska basketball. Couldn't tell you a single player from ever, ever, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> outside of Eric Strickland, just because I went to the same high school and, like, had heard about him. Yeah. No, none of them. I watched Creighton basketball all the time. Right. That's what I that's what I hear from a lot of people growing up in Omaha and it, it makes sense obviously creating a competitive team uh at that level you know closer um I always wonder cuz I like even people uh, will tell me like they just they didn't even know Nebraska basketball existed and it's like well, then you did you follow like the college sports dynamic of like Every team kind of has Nothing. a team. No, nope, didn't. No, D- didn't even think about. Didn't, didn't even think. Might have didn't one. even think about it. <laughs> didn't didn't cross my mind. No. Um. Somebody says dirty J skirt. Jokes on you. I like outside of rooting for them because we're here and I know some of the players and it'd be really cool to see them have success. Don't really care about Nebraska or Creighton basketball. Hey, I was Syracuse basketball. Was Syracuse basketball fan. I, like I said. I care to the point of rooting for them and having a vested interest in, in watching them and talking about them. But like again, growing up, I didn't that's not yeah. something that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here. You can't here. pretend to be a lifelong fan. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. sit here and try to pretend like, oh, I love Nebraska basketball. I've always loved Nebraska. Like, no, that's not true. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. No. I, I will root for them. I will root for them wholeheartedly and obviously we'll cover them and talk about them. But I'm not gonna sit here and and spew how how great they've been in the past when I don't know. Well, I don't care how good your Creighton basketball teams were growing up, Rico. You, your childhood was not better than mine because I had Cookie <laughs> Belcher and Tron Lou. Didn't say my childhood. And Vincent was. Hamilton. I never said that. And those teams were awesome, even though they you know sometimes disappointed. Me. I had Syracuse basketball. That was pretty good. That's what I watched. You know my Hakeem Work fandom. <laughs> big fan reason. of the, big fan of that. Big fan of Hakeem Work. People forget after uh, after Carmelo left, Hakeem Work All American the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jerry McNamara is still there. They don't they don't they don't win the national title without Hakeem Work. Oh, absolutely not. That Outside block. of you know Carmelo Anthony was had best freshman one and done season. They don't win it without the best, Carmelo. Don't the get best me wrong, one and done season of all time. But Work yeah. very instrumental. 
Very big part. Yeah, very big piece to the puzzle there. Uh, hopefully, Nebraska has found a few more pieces to their puzzle as they move forward. I, I like these early uh, regular season win totals for every team here. Uh, Brad Crawford, again, works for Lions 24-7, uh, Penn State 24-7 site. Uh, he put together his list, and in fact, it's it's in order. So we can go down and, and, pick, and, and pick out how many wins you think each team gets. But first, I'll give you just the, uh, you know, you can get to like half, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Northwestern start you know, we're at the bottom. Uh, okay, not, okay. okay. Um, what'd they win this year? Uh, the, they beat Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's only one. <laughs> that was it. Two and a half. Hey, oh, you were pretty close there. Three and a half. Ah, for dang Northwestern. It. I thought about it, but I was like, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I was All like, right. maybe they're non-con, no, no conference games. I was like, two, not two and a half. That sounds good. Not a whole lot expected out of Northwestern again as they uh, look to get out of that funk. I feel bad for Pat Fitzgerald. Like that's his album, but that's like his yeah. his job, and it's nobody else's. You and wonder he's how much interest great. he would have still on the open market. I think even after these downtrodden seasons, it's still like you know, well, it's North, like he gets the pat. If Northwestern's yeah. bad, you're just like, well, that's because it's Northwestern. Yeah, <laughs> I would take Pat Fitzgerald as a defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, linebackers uh, head coach, coach, head coach. Maybe He's up there. I'd give him a couple more after if 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 things go sideways at Northwestern, I'd give him a couple years as a coordinator before I look at him as a head coach again. <laughs> Just let him like relax for a bit. Yeah. Not with all the head coaching duties, just coordinator duties. Yeah. Which I'm sure is still a lot, but it's the same. It's different. Uh, they do. And Northwestern uh, doesn't have uh, Michigan or Ohio State on the schedule, but they do get to Penn State. They come to Evanston. By the way, Northwestern has this long-term deal with Wrigley, where every few years they'll play a game at Wrigley. It was announced today too. Iowa, Iowa. will be headed to Wrigley November fourth. That's a that could be a cold ball game uh, at Wrigley. Who scores more points during a single game at Wrigley, the Cubs or Northwestern? <laughs> That'll be a challenge. Nick? For that week. Who scores more points during a single game at Wrigley, the Cubs or Northwestern? Are you sure? They're playing Iowa. They're not going to score any points against Iowa. <laughs> Northwestern's going to get three. Maybe, I think the, yeah. the Cubs are going to score more. Yeah, at some point they will. Uh, so, all right, let's uh, let's go from the top to the bottom. Northwestern is at the bottom. That was yes. just an example of a team that nobody cares about mm-hmm. that we just throw out there. All right, uh, who do you think is at the top? Michigan. Uh, Michigan is tied for the top with Ohio State. How many? Yep. How many? How many? It, it can't be like all of the I like a twelve and a half. <laughs> well, this is regular season. Eleven and a half. So they got them at eleven. Eleven even. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have to win that the big the game. So they've got that going there. Uh, we won't spend. We won't have Rico guess everyone because it's kind of difficult. Uh, Penn State is uh, the third team. That's no surprise. Remember, mm-hmm. this is a Penn State website yeah, as of well. Course uh, but they had. But a, also, of course, they would. Yeah, they should be, and they very quietly had a pretty good season. <laughs> uh, just lost weir- to Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, the weirdest like ten win season. Like nobody was talking about them at all. Yeah. Until they made the bowl game, and everybody's like, oh, wow, Penn State oh, was actually Rose good. Bowl. Crazy. Uh, interesting from there is when it does get interesting, because then you got to pick the fourth best team in the East or a Big Ten West team. Um, Who would be the fourth best team, like Michigan State or Maryland? Uh, let's go. I, I feel like they're going to be high on Minnesota. Not so high in Minnesota, Wisconsin, with new coach How? Luke Fickle in at number eight. Well, Braylon Allen's there. Uh, I have to see what they, they feel about their crossovers because uh, that uh, always factors into which Big Ten West team. You Wisconsin choose. getting a lot of love. Maybe we're just not giving them enough love. Yeah. I just I just think an entire coaching change, 
you know, some some people have success, TCU. Yeah. But I just Wisconsin seems to be changing everything about themselves. They're not under the Barry Alvarez tree of coaches anymore. They kind of branched out and and started something new uh, with Fickle. So we'll see. Apparently, no, not apparently. We all believe that their offense is going to change from, uh, you know, we're going to pass it at most 12 times a game to, you know, maybe they'll be passing it upwards of 20 plus, which is going to be really weird to see Wisconsin airing it out. Well, and I think that's probably part of the reason a lot of people are going to think Wisconsin could make that quick turnaround is that Luke Fickle, a defensive-minded coach who's made his hay on, on defense, inherits a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the problem again last year for Wisconsin, although they do lose a few pieces. I think Nick, Nick Herbig's out the door. Um, but uh, that offense, it can't get a whole lot worse. So no matter what struggles you have in week in you know year one, year zero, can't get a whole lot worse. And Graham Merce is finally gone. So. I mean, it could get worse. <laughs> you could not run the ball with Braylon Allen and try to throw it, throw a lot of picks. Yeah, you never know. It could get a little bit worse, but uh, that's where they have them. Or you at. could not be able to do anything <laughs> like Nebraska's offenses for the past. Well, not last year. Last year was pretty good. The well, and I, I do think the the idea that you're just, well, the defense is good. You had a defensive guy. You'll be good from there. Um, you know, I don't think it works that easy, too. So, yeah. I mean, I think you'll see them probably step back a little bit defensively uh, as they transition with a different type, different minds on I defense. I don't say fourth best team in the Big Ten. Well, they were tied, by the way, with uh, Iowa, who also Goodness is gracious. given eight wins. And if they get eight wins, then Brian Ferentz will stay another year. No, because... <laughs> he needs to score 24. <laughs> well, they're going to have to score 25 points per game. 25. Uh, which would, by the way, the big story out of Iowa yesterday was that Brian Ferentz, the much – uh, maligned. Uh, buzz, maligned offensive coordinator, of course, son of, of Kirk Ferentz, um, is returning to, to Iowa. That was made known, but then they, they let it be known that his, they kind of just kind of throw his contract out there <laughs> and let it be known he has very specific metrics yep. that he has to get to if he wants to be retained. One of those would be scoring 25 points per game. They averaged 17 and a half this past yeah, year. So apparently the 24, 25, whatever, also counts like defensive special yeah. teams touchdowns. So it's not just the offense that averaged. So they scored. They were like scoring seventeen. I guess the offense averaged like thirteen or something yeah, the around there. Yeah, defense would routinely <laughs> score points every game. <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah, that's cool. So at least he gets the help of that. And if he does get to that twenty-five points per game, which you do have to keep in mind too. Part of the reason, I mean, they're going to play complementary football, and what I mean by that is a defensive-minded guy that's going to punt the ball if, yep. if there's any in risk, fourth and one punt, you know, type of thing. Um, so they're not necessarily the program-wise; they're not going to be trying to go out there, no matter what the offense they had, mm-hmm. and going out there and scoring the most points. But 25 points per game, if they hit that goal, would be 85th nationally. So that's their big goal. Good for them. Get in the top 85. Good, good for them. This past hey, it's top 100. I mean, yeah. it counts. Uh, also, it needs a minimum of, of seven wins, and uh, they're, they're projected to get eight here on this uh, this projection. Maryland, a are, seven are, and a half. Are Iowa fans rooting for success this year? <laughs> like, if there are any Iowa fans, or if you know any Iowa fans, please, please ask them. Yeah. Do you want to win seven games and score over? We'll just put it right at... Well, we'll put it right at eight. Do you want to win eight games and your and your team is averaging twenty five points a game? You have to keep Brian Ferentz, or would you be okay with having a bad year and then getting a new offensive coordinator next year? I just hope it sets up like this: Black Friday, I was six and five, and they averaged twenty five twenty four point nine points per game. It all comes down to the Nebraska Black <laughs> Friday game. 
<laughs> and they're not scoring 25 on Nebraska. That would be disgusting. It's been a long – I'd have to go back and look the last time they scored 25 against Nebraska. That just doesn't seem to happen too often. I, I would hate that. They did – I mean, they blew out uh, Bo Pelini's team one year. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, a few years they probably got to it. Uh, anyway, so they have Iowa at eight wins. Uh, like I said, Maryland uh, they have projected at seven and a half wins, um, which is interesting. Baby okay. Tua coming back, and that's a game that's going to be on Nebraska's schedule, so keep that in mind. Minnesota, who Nebraska opens with at seven and a half. I was a little bit surprised how high they had Purdue at six and a half, mm. uh, minus basically all their key players and a new coaching staff. That is a rebuild. Yeah, that seems like... That seems like a rebuild. That is 100% a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, they expect Mel Tucker to rebound. They have them at six and a half. Illinois, they have at six, which I think is somewhat fair. You lose Chase Brown. I yeah. Mean, I like Brett Bielema's program. But it seemed like kind of last year was the year to strike, and they did. Um, so that leaves us at the bottom. I'll let you know. Indiana, they have at four. Rutgers at four and a half. Uh-oh. Where's Nebraska? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you haven't. You haven't they're, either, they're, between, they're between four and a half and six based on all the other teams. Uh, five and a half. Five and a half it is. Uh, that is where Nebraska is projected by 24-7 sports here um, by, I don't want to say everybody there, but. Um, by at least that guy. By this article. Uh, and it was kind of interesting because he didn't really commit to this one. Like the, his whole his whole article is written on like what is the projected win total. Mm-hmm. And he opens up the Nebraska um portion of it saying anyone else want to try and put a finger on where nebraska finishes in year one <laughs> under matt rule he was so, just like yeah there's a number yeah, right in the middle I'll why not throw it out there they go win uh, five they can win six i don't know <laughs> he says your uh, your guess might be as good as ours getting to bowl eligibility is a realistic goal given the roster changes through the transfer portal and wide-scale philosophical differences in the coaching regimes the first two games of the season each come on the road and the huskers will do what they can to at worst split those matchups with minnesota and colorado no Ohio State or Penn State is a blessing for a program in transition. Um, and that's why, again, I you know we, we talk about it. We pretty much agree. Some people don't, and I, and I can understand the sentiment, is that you don't want to go into a season thinking we're going to win 500, we're going to, you know, we're going to win and lose half our games. I mean, you could go into a season saying, at worst, 500. Yeah, I think that that's always got to right? be, at least until you get back to a bowl, that's always got to be your yeah. minimum expectation. Like minimum expectation. I yeah. don't think that's a problem. That's not, again, that's not changing. That's not moving the goalposts. That's not changing the, uh, the uh, what what's the word that everybody likes to use? Changing something for Nebraska. Like, you know, obviously the goal, yeah, yeah, the expectation, not changing the expectation. The goal is always a national championship. That's a goal for everybody, especially at Nebraska. But at minimum, at worst, like the very worst thing that could happen, six wins. I I think we're throwing like confetti from the ceiling. We're getting like crazy excited for what's the future if Nebraska wins six. Yeah, like that. that I'm not happy. Be that's where the program no. is, but that's kind of where it is. That should be like, oh man, we had a bad season. We won six games. Yeah, that's where hopefully in three years, if you can go six and six, you're like. Man, this isn't you working out at get, all. This you is might have terrible. to get fired. Yeah. yeah, but for like you said earlier. A whole team of guys that have never made it to a bowl game, getting to a bowl game is pretty significant. That would be amazing. Yeah. Maybe one day Nebraska will get back to the point where 10 wins is a bad season. I hope so. (laughs) One day. It's been a few years for that one. (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll invite Nick Sanders in from the happy hour. uh, Talk a little bit more college football, NFL, maybe some NBA, as uh, LeBron chasing a record there himself. Could happen tonight. Uh, We'll talk about that stuff coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. This is The Ticket Water Cooler.